Yo, what's good, it's your boy, Sapri706, Joey Exotica on tr- Twitter, the, the Tiger King. <laughs> this is the committee podcast. We have uh, AC and Marcus today. <laughs> what's good, y'all? <laughs> Shout out to Nas. He was mad that I took his name, but yo, <laughs> this Tiger King shit is out of control. Out of control. control. It's the wildest show I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's up there, yeah. Stuff is how's it going with you, man? What's, what's good? It's going good. You know, trying to trying to do my thing. Marcus, how about yourself? How was the uh, quarantine going? I have, we have watched Ant Man no less than five times this week. Five. Solid, solid choice. There's worse. It, it wasn't my choice. And like, the thing is, I, I like Ant Man, but if you if if Anytime in the future you see me tweet that Ant-Man is a top three Marvel movie, this is why. Because I've watched it so many times. Jeez Louise. Yeah, my uh my quarantine went uh went south quickly. I started, I thought I was gonna die the other day, I'm not gonna lie. I went to the, <laughs> I went to the doctor. Um I got the the whole uh COVID test. Uh yeah, that shit is not fun. Like it is not not something you wanna do just for your your own uh, entertainment, so but the neg- the the results came back negative, so I'm good to go. But Jesus, stay inside, wash your hands, wash your ass, just chill at home. Like it's not it's not that serious. Apparently now, uh, I guess the social distancing has been moved to April 30th. You know, 45 uh, initially said that magically this would be done. They want to open up the country by Easter. That shit ain't gonna happen. So uh, just stay stay inside as much as possible. Wash your hands and uh, be safe out there. All those streaming services that y'all claim to have, now's the time to use them. Well, let's let's talk about that real quick. Like, and <laughs> I, I brought this up a couple weeks ago, maybe two episodes ago. But Disney Plus, man, what are y'all doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, Netflix has shut the game down. Like, they've given us so much content, viral content to talk about over the last couple of weeks, and Disney Plus is like twiddling their thumbs. Like, you have Love Is Blind, and now you have The Tiger King. Like Disney yeah. Plus, like what's what are we doing? What are, what are we doing? What, what, what are we plussing? What is the plus stand had, for? They had a, they should have had something like ready. You know what I'm saying? Like they just got Black Panther on there. They still don't have Infinity War on there. And like you said, that, that outside of the Mandalorian, which was there on launch, there hasn't been a show that has like garnered the attention of Twitter or social media or even anybody like Baby Yoda, the Mandalorian. That was a big thing. But like you said, uh, Netflix Tiger King just dropped. Making a murderer, that was a big deal. Stranger Things, Love is Blind, The Get Down on my block, all these shows that Netflix has ready. Like Disney Plus after The Mandalorian, unless you got young kids, like you're not like my kids watch, you know, MCU movies and um, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse on there. But outside of that, unless you just want to go rewatch Marvel movies, like, there's nothing on there that is like, oh, I need to go. Like, if you don't have Disney Plus right now, you're not missing anything. There's nothing you're missing. Yeah, I would say that's like the last app that I'm going to log into. Like, I'd have to be in dire straits before I log into Disney Plus. Like, it's it's just nothing on there. I mean, I know it's some Disney movies I haven't seen before, but I, I would think they're more of like girly movies. And so yeah. I don't have a desire to see them. Well, it's like, do you want to go back and rewatch old movies, or do you want to watch something new? You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. It's, why why go back and watch something from 1993 when you can watch something brand new with you know today's 
special effects and writers and actors and all this stuff. And and, and to be fair to Disney Plus, you know what? No, I'm not going to be fair to them. Because oh, I was going to say, like, you know, when Netflix first came out, the only show they really had out there was, like, The Office and some, what was the other show? Uh, Orange is the New Black. Those are the only, like, two original series they had to really push for people to, like, consume. But as Netflix continued to grow, they started adding more shows. And then as Netflix started to grow, like, then Hulu came around. And then all these other streaming services came around. So Disney and their amount of resources and money, they should have looked at what Netflix did and what Hulu does and what ESPN Plus does and all these other streaming services and been like, you know what? We're going to come out and we're going to start come out with a bang. And they didn't. They came out with The Mandalorian and that was all they had. And Which, honestly, they could have just added all that content to Hulu. Because they, they own Hulu, so why create another service? And it's just like, you know, you just got to have, you got to, you have to have more to offer. And then I, I did see a, a video on Disney Plus why it's kind of, quote unquote, failing is because they don't really know what they want to do. Like, who is their demographic? Because a lot of their old shows, all the nostalgia, that's for millennials, people in their 30s. But people, you know, millennials are like pushing 40 now. So we don't want to watch kitty movies. We don't want to watch High School, high school Musical 3. Stop. Well, not, don't let Twitter tell you they just want to watch Smart Guy and that's, that's McGuire all of them. Like, come on. I don't believe that. But then, but if you look at like these are like there's a show on Netflix called Raising Dion. Like, is that too mature for Disney Plus or or not? Because that's yeah, maybe. But Stranger Things, that's probably a little too graphic for Disney Plus. But then you have The Mandalorian on there, which is also fairly graphic, and then you have shows like Grownish. Which is about like college kids. So, who who is Disney Plus's audience? Like, I don't know who they're trying to market their uh, content to. Like, is it little kids or is it millennials? You know what I'm saying? Like, Toy Story Four was not made for my kids. It was made for me because I grew up watching the Toy Story movies. So, it, one thing that's funny about Disney Plus <clears throat> being that they're uh, tied with Marvel is that we slander. I know I've slandered on this podcast many times that that the DCEU, whatever it's called, was given the blueprint by Marvel and Disney of how to print money. And they just refused to follow it. And Disney Plus has the blueprint from like Netflix and all these other streaming services how to literally print money. Ten years of data is out there. Yeah, like Netflix is, uh, like you said, they developed their own original content, you know, starting with Orange New Black. Like Netflix has their own animes on there. Like Netflix animes on there that are pretty popular. You know what I'm saying? So they're looking around saying, hey, what's popular? What's popping right now? Hey, let's get into this. Let's get into this lane. Now, granted, there are like probably a zillion Netflix shows that nobody watches that could be flops, but they have the content ready. They have so so they have, yeah, like you're in this quarantine time, this would be the perfect time for Disney Plus to drop something. Now, I said that I know they said the coronavirus affected the production of shows, but like if you if you had proper planning, you knew this was coming out. You should have said, hey, we need to have stuff ready to go. We need to have stuff planned out. We should be praying this right after the last adventure movie ended. The only thing in trailers, I've seen trailers. Have, you don't have an episode ready. You don't have nothing like God damn. They have the I mean, and this is mostly for like if you're in the Star Wars, they have like the Clone Wars animated show. They're dropping the last season of that. I think that came out like a month ago. But even so, like, where is your original content content outside of the Mandalorian? And then you also have to realize, like, 
um disney plus just made it to other countries like it's now you can now if you live in like germany or japan or somewhere like that you can now stream stuff on disney plus and disney plus what they're doing is for people overseas they're doing it the week by week thing with the mandalorian again and as opposed to just dropping all the episodes like you have to go week like it's been out for almost how long has that show been out for like it's been about four years? five months at least yeah, it's almost, it's yeah like we kind of like i feel like if you haven't seen the mandalorian at this point you kind of get the idea of what is going on so now you so now you see everybody online talking about it and when you finally get access to disney plus you still have to wait a week to see episode number two like just give them the whole thing. Give them the whole series. It's been out for like six months. Yeah. So Disney Plus, get your shit together. Um, before we jump gang. into the yeah Netflix gang again, I actually just finished an anime on there that is not an original anime from Netflix oh, called God. Soul Eater. And and this is probably gonna be the first time that I'm not impressed. Um, Soul Eater was average at best. Like some people had it have it in their like top ten, top fifteen animes ever. I was like. Wasn't a whole lot of soul eating going on for the title of the show. The characters were underdeveloped. The story was all over the place. The plot was eh. So if you haven't watched it, check it out. If you have watched it, let me know what you think. It wasn't. It was average. Like, again, I want to do the whole rap thing where it has to be classic or trash. It was just it's something that I will never watch again. Let's put it like that. Cool. I I started watching a show called Black Summer which is probably not the best show to be watching at this point, but it's like uh, it's a zombie apocalypse type show. That show is intense. Like, I was... It, it's it's what The Walking Dead used to be, but not as, like, action-oriented. It's, like, super tense, and it's, it's a really good show, like... But if you're kind of, like, you know, freaking out over this virus stuff, I probably wouldn't watch it. Yeah. And these zombies be getting it, too. Like, they are it's like you saying both out here. I'm like, yeah, like slow the fuck down, Jesus. So while while we're there, we'll pivot to the coronavirus. So this this past week, I've been documenting things under the hashtag Corona Madness of just wild stuff that's been happening since coronavirus popped off. Um, and we'll run through these pretty quickly just so we can get to the uh, the the meat and potatoes of the Tiger King. But uh, have y'all are y'all aware of Little Boosie's uh, actions on Instagram in these troubling times? For a thousand dollars, hey. Yeah, or a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lil Boosie is it's it's crazy. It seems like he's kind of had a resurgence. Uh, shout out to the home girl Hendrick Monet. She tweeted out that Lil Boosie should be on a reboot of uh, Flavor of Love. So mm-hmm. he, he's out here. It's he's interesting. Okay, so what else do we have? Uh, did y'all see the young gentleman that was trying to or he was going viral from the coronavirus challenge looking toilet seats and he contracted the coronavirus himself? You hate to see it, yeah. Not really, not at this point. Like, <laughs> if you're doing that, then you get what you get. Right. I would put the toilet seat in my house, like, I'm not looking a public toilet. <laughs> All right, so and I know we talked about this, uh, I don't know if we did talk about this, I was talking about this with some of my people, but. Uh, the switch up challenge we talked about that right <laughs> yes <laughs> so again i tweeted out the switch up challenge is just just getting nasty so one that i saw <laughs> was after the switch was hit a gentleman was <laughs> violently making love to some woman's mouth <laughs> i was like whoa i was like, I was like gosh like calm down Jesus. But there was another one where uh, they hit the switch and this light skinned gentleman put on his girl's like 
wild dress. And not only did he put on the dress, he put on the makeup to go with it. So I was like, they said that he planned that one. He was a little, little too excited. A little too excited to do that. Oh, let's let's talk about New Jersey. So there was a man in New Jersey who was charged with terroristic threats by uh, coughing at somebody. What? Yeah. Oh he was, wow. He they said did, he had the what, terroristic threats because he said he had the coronavirus and he was coughing on people. Is he white? Yes. They do that. You can be charged as a terrorist in America if you're white. So and while we're on that one, there was a lady who coughed on some food at Whole Foods. He got charged with $35,000 in fines because they had oh to throw away all the food that she coughed on. So Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We got another one. You got a 30-year-old uh, COVID-19 survivor, um, former Waffle House employee that plans on voting for 45 after he believed it was being blown out of proportion. So I wonder, where he, I wonder where he got that idea from. Hmm. Hashtag uh, hashtag hoax. <laughs> also, there was a uh, pastor from Virginia that he thought all of this was being blown out of proportion. Another forty-five supporter, and he was the first person in Virginia to die from the coronavirus. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus. R.I.P. to the uh, Christian pastor who thought it was just mass hysteria. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure you'll be missed by some. So it's, it's, it's not real. It's not real. More more Corona madness. I guess uh, there was a cop harassing a black dude in the store for wearing a mask because he thought he was uh, stealing stuff. So apparently we can't protect ourselves from the coronavirus by wearing masks like everybody else. So the rules don't apply to everybody. Yeah, yeah. And and shout out to uh, the 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 shit. The person that started all this, I believe he brought the coronavirus out here. Uh, future, you know. <clears throat> With the, the song March Madness, you know, people were hailing that as soon as March started, and then the coronavirus showed up shortly after that. Um, he is doing a mask on challenge by donating masks to healthcare workers. So shout out to Future for being a uh, productive citizen out here in these uh these wild times we have. So that is the uh, the corona madness section uh, of the committee podcast. You're welcome. Just so. because you're not a present father doesn't mean you can't still help out. Exactly. Exactly. You know. Wow. Yeah, it is. And it just continues. I'm probably gonna keep doing the hashtag because like every single day I see more wilder and wilder and wilder stuff. Like I guess like it's gotten so boring to the point where like uh music producers are battling each other. That's like the new thing on IG. Yeah. And initially I thought it was kind of cool because I feel like it was organic. But at, at now at this point it it seems a bit forced. Like I guess like the videos are automatically put on title now, it's being streamed. A uh, shout out to the Ox DJ. She's putting out fire playlists for the battles after the, the stream stops. So definitely go follow her. But like the last one that I was aware of that happened last night was <clears throat> the dream of Sean Garrett. And apparently on the stream, like Sean Garrett was like coked up or they said he took some aspirin. That's why he was acting erratic. And uh he pretty much got flamed by the dream. Like the dream was like disrespecting that dude. Like at one point the dream started playing golf. Like in his house. That was at the beginning, though. Still, unit well, was still disrespectful. There's also a video before that talking about 
that no, Sean. Wait, that's not disrespectful because he wasn't even playing the music yet. Like he was still a wild waiting flex, on right? him yeah. and Sean. Still yeah, a, it's taking forever. Still a wild flex. I'm gonna play golf. Beside. I'm gonna play putt putt in my house. That is wild. That is a crazy. Flex. But there was another video before that. The dream talking about like I've written songs that you will never write. You don't have this in your DNA. Like if you don't want to pay, I'll pony up and pay your half of the charity. I was like, oh my god, dog. Like they, it was it was flexing real hard. So what I want to ask the guys in the podcast, and I know Mr. Savage was resistant to answer this question, but what is your favorite B-side dream track? Mr. Savage actually put me on the dream and I clowned him at first because I'm like, yo, this dude cannot sing at all. Like this, this shit is terrible. And then I was like, oh, okay, I get it. He can't sing. Like it, shout out to him. He can write the hell out of some songs, but the man can't sing a lick, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, well, I mean, I guess uh, if I'm starting out, it was a tough choice. Um, for me, I can't call it. Like, I want to say rock because I cannot believe that rock is not on an album. Like, I want to rock your body. Um, but I also, like, a personal favorite of mine is that's that shit or that's my shit. Like, I, I just like the arrogance, the cockiness of that song. Like, he's basically telling people, Hey, you know, me and this girl are not together no more, but that's my bitch. You know, like she's still going to come back to me regardless. So it's between those two. Um, I like them both, honestly. Uh, Marcus, what do you got? Uh, this one was actually kind of hard because he doesn't really. I think at the beginning he had a lot more singles, but as his, as he went on, like a majority of his uh, albums like weren't like hits, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard for me to tell, like, all right, is this a B-side? Because I really like this, but it's not a single, but it's still really good, and I feel like I heard it a lot. But I mixtapes, too, so that's where it does. Yeah. It's kind of confusing. Yeah, so, I mean, I was, I was like, going through the albums, and I and I was reminded of that fucking Menage Paul album he put out that I did not. I listened to the first, like, 10 songs, and I was like, all right, bro, you got it. Because it was, like, one of them Chris Brown-type albums. There was, like, 80 songs on there. So I don't know if anybody listened to that, but I I, I did. You listened to the whole thing? Yeah. You are wild. <laughs> I, went, I went with uh uh February Love from uh The Love King. I went with that one. But I honestly, like it's hard for me to listen to the dream now. I'm glad he's getting his money by writing songs because his his singing voice is pretty terrible. And I mean he like just listen to Prince. Like He's just a he's a you know off-brand version of Prince, so why would I listen to that when I can just listen to Prince? So it's kind of hard to listen to him any these days. Fair enough. He's a great songwriter. His beats are like really good, but it's Tricky Stewart. I wonder if he did he ever go on tour? You can't tour. Nah, nah. nah yeah, okay. He'll go on like little like it won't be like a nationwide. He'll go like New York, Atlanta, the big cities here and there. Pro- probably a lot of uh, lip syncing. <laughs> Probably a lot of that. When, you're, when, you, when you write songs for Beyonce, you ain't got to go on tour. Like, you straight. You're right. You, you, straight. Can, play, you can play putt putt in your house. Yeah. Um, I, ain't for, no, I ain't leaving the house for nothing. For me, it was between two songs on Love versus Money. And it takes me back to the days when I was out there gooning with the uh, 215s in the trunk. I'd have to go. It was between Mr. Yeah and uh, Let Me See the Booty featuring Little John. And. No. Oh. Nah, so I'm gonna go with Mr. Yeah. I, I like that song a lot. That that shit hits, but it both those songs hit in the whip, so 
Dream has a lot of low key great music if you got subs. So I thought you were gonna say fancy. I'm not even from the same album. Nah, nah. nah. I like that song, but it's it's one of those songs where you listen to it so much to the point where you don't like it anymore. So um, that that would be it. It for me. I have to low key make a dream playlist. So I had a dream playlist, uh, a 10, 10 top uh, dream songs, and it was eighteen tracks. So that's that's how that's how good that worked out for me. So it's it's go try it. You will be hard pressed to find your top ten dream songs. It is almost impossible to do. Like good luck with that. So, oh man. All right. So uh, let's see. Speaking of speaking of Prince, I got to get this out because I've been trying to get to this for like three weeks. So my my Mount Rushmore right now is Prince, Kanye West, Beyonce, and uh, James Brown. And every Monday, whenever the only thing I listen to is those four artists exclusively. I call it Goat Mondays. So if you follow me on Twitter and I'm listening to music, I'm tweeting about it. Those are the only four artists I'm listening to. But like maybe three or four weeks ago, on like a Tuesday or something, I, I found myself listening to Stevie Wonder. And I was like, man, he's got he's got some I forgot how amazing his songs were, and then I heard some stuff that I hadn't really heard in a long time. I was like, man, this shit is great. And then I found myself listening to him on a Monday. And I was like, Mount Rushmore's can only have four. So I kind of had to like reevaluate my life and where I was going and what I wanted to do. And I knew I needed to take somebody off, but I didn't. It, it took a little bit of prayer, a lot of meditation, reflecting, um, having to choose between Beyonce, Kanye West, James Brown, and Prince. And at this point, I would like to announce that James Brown has been moved down to the sixth slot. I knew that was coming. That's an easy, that's Wonder, easy move. That's Stevie, easy. Stevie Wonder has been bumped up to the fourth spot. So from now on, if you see me, and this is no disrespect to James Brown, the James Brown family and his estate, he's still one of the most sampled artists like ever. When people say, when people describe music as being a vibe, that's what James Brown is. Like his music is literally a vibe. And that's one of the things I really like about him. But some of the stuff that Stevie has in the tuck is like, it's incredible. Like, uh, songs from the key of life, intervisions, songs like All I Do, Overjoyed, Higher Ground, As, If It's Magic, Somersault, like, there's a little bit more melody in there, and it's more musically advanced than what Steve, than what James Brown was doing. refined. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Stevie had a lot of time to really hone his, like, he's a, he's a prodigy, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was making music, he was, he was signed and putting out albums at 11. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he had a lot of work. He had a lot of guidance and all that stuff, but it, it was a tough decision. And I can, I, I find myself listening to Stevie Wonder a lot over just about everybody at this point. So, yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to slide in KJ's DMs and have him readjust my Mount Rushmore picture and replace James Brown with uh, Stevie. And Marvin Gaye is number five. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I still haven't made my list because I, you coward. Yeah, I am a coward. <laughs> but there is another list I'm working on. Uh, disregards to music, 
Um, I tweeted out one day because everybody there's like a kick where people were saying like the guitar solo on a devil in new dress is like the greatest thing they've ever heard. And I'm like, yo, y'all need to listen to more music. So I developed a playlist of guitar solos that are greater than that quote unquote guitar solo. I'm I'm even questioning if it's even a guitar. I think it might just been a synthesizer, but that's neither here nor there. So in, in doing this research, I go, I check out a lot of YouTube channels, do a lot of Googling. And I keep I keep finding that the number one guitar solo and, and I keep also finding that Prince is never on any of these lists, which is disrespectful. That's another conversation for another day. But I always end up seeing that the number one guitar solo that everybody picks is uh, Pink Floyd, Comfortably Numb. I don't know if you've ever heard that song. If you haven't, go Google it or title it or whatever. But that shit is average at best. Like, it's, there's nothing to me, there's nothing special about it. It's not very technical. It's not very fast. It's not very memorable. And I'm like, are these people being paid to say this is this is like the, the cool thing to do? Like, hey, Pink Floyd, I'm so fucking I'm different. <clears throat> Let me say something off the wall. Like, it's a great album. It's a, it's a cool song, but it's kind of like that thing with the Beatles. Like, oh, yeah, the Beatles are so great. Like, I feel like people say that because it's, I feel like they say it because they're supposed to. But there's a lot of lists that I always see that that is the thing. So. <laughs> The Beatles are like Bill Russell. He just, well, not even that. I'm not saying they're like Jerry West. Eh, no, it's, it's like it's a player. Like Bill Russell. Like they're they're Joe Joe Namath. You know what I'm saying? Like it's always like when you talk about the great quarterbacks, you always have to mention like Joe Namath, but he he has like a losing record for his career. He's more throwing more interceptions, and touchdowns, and he's an alcoholic. But and he's got personal problems. But like he's not that. Like there's. If you had to name your top ten quarterbacks, you're not taking Joe Namath. I saw somebody put Terry Brash on that list one day for like their top five. Yeah, but I want to, I want, I want to ask, I want to ask the uh, the Falcons Twitter OG, uh, Mr. Tim Williams. He's a he's a uh, seasoned uh, white gentleman. Uh, he's cool people. I'm curious what your thoughts on this because I feel like coming up, you probably listen to this type of music and kind of want to get your perspective on this. So. I'm gonna definitely ask you on Twitter, like, why is Comfortably Numb regarded as such this this great guitar solo? I I don't get it. Like, I would, you could argue, I'd probably say that Leonard Skinner Freebird is a better guitar solo than Comfortably Numb, amongst amongst others. Like, Prince probably has two that I would put over that. So, yeah, like you know me, man, I love that uh, guitar solo at the end of Why You Want to Treat Me So Bad. Like, that that is, on that, that is excellent. That is an excellent guitar solo. Like that is like godlike. Like I almost want to learn how to play guitar just to learn how to play that one solo. Like that's it. Like it is. It is excellent. R.I.P. the the goat Prince. But if you are the the one he did for uh uh on my guitar solo weeps. Yeah, that shit is amazing. And he so, was but, shitting on everybody. But also that one originally that's on the list too. I think that was in the top five. So Eric Clampton originally played that. But the one that I saw, like I said on YouTube, it's way better the Prince version. But I think because Prince isn't solely like a rock and roll person that they leave him out of that classification, which I think is unfair because it's top guitar solos, not top rock and roll guitar solos. So, but yeah, the list is very subjective. But the list that I made is based on things I think would be palatable for people that probably don't ever listen to a lot of rock and roll or stuff like that. So. I'm going to eventually put this list out at some point, but yeah, be on the lookout for that. But um, yeah, shout out to, uh, shout out to the homie Jay Free. I ain't shouting him out in a while. 
Hopefully he's listening. Um, shout out to El Chapa. Uh, who else is out there? Gift Queen. All the folks rock with the podcast. What else is going on out here? Um, got that, got that, got that, got that. Oh, one last thing before we get into Tiger King. I am thoroughly disgusted at the conversation I had with the young gentleman from Newark, New Jersey, about the man 45. And you know what? People might think that, hey, this guy got under my skin and I keep talking about it, I keep retweeting it, but I do it for the reason to expose how stupid some people can be, man. Like, like not only was he sexist, but he was flat out wrong and ignorant about his takes on uh, Mr. 45. Essentially, he said that we're blaming him for everything. And there's nothing that he could have did to prevent any deaths in the United States. He also said that, like, oh, you know, there's nothing he could have do. This this is a new virus, you know. Like, we didn't have information. I'm like, um, all these other countries had all this data because they've been dealing with it. So he couldn't have used that data. Then he's like, oh, well, it might have been right and we can't trust them. I'm like, huh? I also just saw an article today that said back in February, the United States sent like 90 tons of PPE gear to Wuhan to take care of it. So if you thought it was that big of a deal to send them PPE, but you don't think it's a big deal here. Like, I, I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of loud and wrong. So shout out to him. If you're from New Jersey, you should definitely be ashamed of this gentleman, but I've never seen like somebody caping that hard for 45, especially just being wrong. Like I was mad confused, but you know, hashtag hoax. Hashtag MAGA, all that stuff. So, God bless you, son. Hope you enjoy your life. Being trash. Yeah, I was about to say whatever's left of it, because, uh, man, keep riding with this guy. You know, drive us right into the ground. Yeah. It, and, and he was like, oh, well, you can't prove. I'm like, dog, you can do a quick Google search. Like, first he was like, oh, I don't care about none of these facts. But then you want me to give you facts? Like, what do you? Facts don't matter. Hashtag facts. You're right. Facts don't matter. But yeah. All right. So the Tiger King. So yeah. usually, usually I don't like to get caught up in like shit going on on Twitter. That's not true. The I, that's hashtag true. love is blind. That's the one that sucked me in, and <laughs> I saw and I just thought that was a train wreck. I'm like, you know, let me check this out. But you know, with the Tiger King, I was like, you know what? Everybody's talking about it. You know, it's quarantine season. We're not really doing too much out here. Let me check what this is about. I think within like the first 15 minutes of the first episode, like I had to pause it. I was like, like jaw dropped. I'm like, bruh, this man has a full elephant. (laughs) How do you own? There's so much like logistically I can't wrap my head around. Like, how do you keep the, the lions and the tigers separated from like the elephants? How are they not like eating each other? Like, I... I couldn't even understand what was going on. So if you haven't seen the Tiger King, can can one of you guys kind of explain the premise of the show? Because like when you explain the premise of the show, it doesn't really encompass how wild this show is. Like it's like it's you just have to watch this train wreck. It is out of control. It's oh my goodness. Uh it's basically like three it's like a rivalry between like competing big cat owners like one guy exotic, goes, exotic animals yeah exotic uh, animals like you know joe exotic and 
Doctor, what was his name? Doctor uh, uh, Anthel or Anthel. Yeah, like it, it's more so. It's more so about a rivalry between Joe Exotic and uh, Carol, who owns like she's like an animal rights person, and Joe Exotic owns uh, <laughs> uh, two hundred and twenty-seven tigers. Yeah, he owns like a zoo type thing where he you know keeps tigers in clothes and he you know pay like people pay to come see them and. Uh, he breeds them, he sells them, he makes money off of them. And Carol has this issue with him because she doesn't think that they, sh- they should be in cage. So she thinks that those tigers should be set free and sent to her sanctuary where they will also be locked up in cages. And I think her issue is like them. the breeding and the selling and, and the petting. But I will, th- I will, let me say this about the show, just to kind of give you an idea of how interesting all these characters are there is a cuban drug dealer from miami who was involved in a scarface style murder we're talking about like chainsaws buzz saws and he got sentenced to i believe like 100 years in prison (laughs) he only ended up serving 12 years and he he also owns like one of these zoos and he had snakes stuffed with cocaine that guy is only in one and a half episodes because he's not interesting enough i would watch a whole documentary series on just that guy but he's like when we talk about the 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 level of interest and being interesting he's he's definitely not he's not in the top four i don't think might not even be in the top five yeah, as as he pulled up in his uh, Bentley coupe to his compound, I was like, with armed guards, I was like, what's like going you, on here? You can't get in there without an invitation. Like, you, who knows what's going on in there? No one knows because you can't get in. Yeah, and and I'm only on episode four, so I'm still getting deep into the Matrix. But like, when you explain the premise of the show, at first I was kind of on the side of uh, Carol. I'm like, all right, man, Joe is kind of wilding. Like he feeds these tigers with like used meat from Walmart and stuff like that. Like he's not even getting the quality food with that. With that being said, I think he's still spending, he said uh, $5,000 per tiger. So yeah. He's he 60, about, 70 grand a month. He said he spends like $700,000 a year on feeding these tigers. And I'm like, I'm, I'm mad, mad confused. But as the story progresses, you start seeing like the rest of these people's uh, stories unfolding. You're like, Oh, wait a second. Like, you know, maybe Joe Exotic is not as bad as we think. Yeah, I, I think on the last episode, I was like, "Am I supposed to feel bad for this guy?" Because I do. Like, I don't like some of the stuff that he was doing was clearly illegal. It, I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like a gray area type thing. But I was like, "Yeah, I want this dude free, man!" Like, I want him out of jail. Well, and let's not even get to the jail parts. I didn't, I didn't even got that far yet. But like. As the episodes go, like we get from talking about exotic animals to cults. <laughs> I was like, so the one guy, the, the doctor dude, apparently has like four wives. And I guess the way that he recruits these people is like he has them come in at a young age and then they just end up staying. Um, one of the ladies that escaped the quote unquote cult, cult described their living conditions as living in like a horse stall cage type thing. And she described the, she described the amount of yo. She's out there eating cockroach sandwiches and shit. Doc was like, "This is disgusting." I guess the way to move on up in the game was, I guess, become one of his wives. 
like this dude is so controlling to the point where he was scheduling he scheduled her to have like uh to get fake breast and she was like yeah i don't remember it being a conversation it was like hey you're going to get these breasts done on this day and literally the only reason she did it is to get a break from pretty much working, her slave her slave farm. work yeah working like 12 hours a day making like a hundred dollars a week or something like that eating cockroach sandwiches and i was like what is going on like he changed the women's name they could only be vegans like it, it's a, it's it's a lot to unpack it's a lot to unpack with this show but i think dude was saying they were charging like 300 to 600 dollars a head for tickets to see these animals I'm like yeah. I, I need to like they just need to do like an american greed or like a financial breakdown of like how much it costs to maintain these animals and how much they were making i don't think those people i don't think they want people like digging around like that I don't think they want to dig it into those books. Hey, that's why he, that's that's why spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. I feel like Joe was the one that burnt down that damn alligator thing in that episode because they had enough to incriminate his ass. <laughs> and I think he went and burnt that thing down. <laughs> and they talk about ten thousand dollars and if it was Carol or, or any of the animal rights places, he'll double it. I was just like and then, I mean, it's the show. It has so many different layers to it. I mean, from you have uh, Doc and his polygamous relationship, you have Joe and his polygamous relationship, you have Carol potentially murdering her ex husband. It doesn't even seem like she cares. Uh, you know, you have the dude that owns Mario's, the Cuban drug pen king, or whatever, and. It's like, okay, why is this? I, I wonder how much does he charge if his stuff is so exclusive. They didn't. They didn't do much with his. They didn't get in. Yeah. They couldn't even get in. Yeah, they they didn't. I mean, and when he did let him in, he kind of like I forgot how many. What did they say they have like twenty seven or twenty eight species of primates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Room with them. I'm like, what the fuck? Bruh, like, I'm, I'm ve- like the lady had a full wardrobe for like baby monkeys. You know what I'm saying? Like raises them in the house. My thing is with this show, once again, spoiler alert, is gay for hire men. Like, when did this become a thing? So, so yeah, that was another part where I had to pause the TV show. I'm like, what am I watching? So the the name Joe Exotic, like it, it, he is he is he is very exotic. Let's put it like that. Like, imagine very. like Crocodile Dundee with like mascara on. Um, it's a, it's a lot yeah. going on, man. He's like, like RuPaul, crocodile hunter. He he turned <laughs> he turned out one of these guys that came and ended up marrying him. And then he has no, like no, a, he did the two of them. He turned out two of them. Turned two of them out. It he was like a magician at one point. Like I was mad confused, dog. Like what do we? <laughs> it's a lot, man. The story is. This is probably like one of the wildest stories I've ever, and I've it, ever seen in my life. Like if if I was to watch this show like just on Netflix, like if it was like a scripted TV show, I'd be like, this is no, you're doing too much. Like this is this is a description they have for the show. It's among the eccentrics and cult personalities in the stranger than fiction world of big cat owners, few stand out more than Joe Exotic, a mullet, gun toting, polygamist, and country western singer. Who presides over an Oklahoma roadside zoo? Charismatic but misguided, Joe and an unbelievable cast of characters, including drug kingpins, con men, and cult leaders, all share a passion for big cats and the status and intention. They're dangerous, 
uh, menagerie. Well, who was that? Menagerie's Garner. But things take a dark turn when Carol Baskin, an animal activist and owner of Big Big Cat Sanctuary, threatens to put them out of business, stoking a rivalry that eventually leads to Joe's arrest for a murder-for-hire plot and reveals a twisted tale where the only thing more dangerous than the big cat is its owner. If if you told me that was like a show coming out on Netflix that someone wrote, I'm like, I'm not watching that shit. Like that's too that's too outrageous. That's too, too outlandish. That's not realistic enough for me to put my time and effort in. All of this shit is real. Every last thing of that is real. Conman, polygamy, murder for hire, a possible death somewhere in the cave, like people getting fed to tigers. Like who not like all this shit is possible. Like it's ridiculous. It's well, but now, I mean, Carol's a hater, though. Like, Joe's out there trying to get this bread. He was like, he said he was making like 10000 $10, $20,000, $30,000 a, cl- $30, a clip at these malls doing these these tiger shows or whatever. And I guess Carol would have people follow him and then like alert the malls to like boycott him. So, like, why are you messing with this man's pocket while you're essentially doing the same okay, thing? Okay, because he's messing with her, bro. The blowing dolls, the deal dolls. This was, this was, was after. after. This was after, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is when she was like, oh, these poor animals. But then you see what she's doing. Like, she's literally doing the same thing. And then once you get to the point where they start really focusing on Carol in episode three, where they start exposing, like, her, I guess, her past. I guess how she got these millions of dollars. Very shady. (laughs) Very shady. Super shady. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. Like, Carol is not really what we thought she was because she was complaining about him buying and selling animals and she essentially was doing the same thing like her first purchase with her you know husband that disappeared um her, i'm sorry her second husband that quote-unquote disappeared was they bought 56 links at one time and then they literally bought like every links in bobcat in the country that to the point where they weren't even like available to use at taxidermist place I, 50, I thought that, that's a wild flex. Fifty-six links at one time. God, I, I thought this was a pretty kind of interesting look at like what status and power can get you. You know what I'm saying? Because outside of Carol, I guess maybe the doctor, but the idea Wait, of let's, let's, let's pause on the doctor. They said he was a doctor in like mystic science or something like that. <laughs> he might be like a doctor, like Doctor. What's the respect doctor. on that PhD? It's still cash. Hey man, I need to see. The, I need to see the degree. I need to see the the syllabus. Like, what was your degree plan? Like, what were your prerequisites to be a? Is he like Doctor Strange? That's pretty much what he is. He's exactly. in the mystic science. Like, <laughs> fuck out of here, doctor. But I guess the the idea of like the amount of influence you can have over somebody if you have a tiger cub if you have the ability to let someone ride an elephant or to pet a monkey the amount of access you get to people the amount of control you have over them is pretty amazing like i'm i'm, I'm big in animal animals like i watch you know netflix documentaries on animals i love going to the zoos and stuff like that but the amount of things that people were willing to do just because they were in the presence of someone who had access to a tiger cub it's pretty mind blowing. Like I don't know if you've met this Jeff character. That dude is out of control. And the, the amount of the amount of the amount of things he was able to do just because he had access to Tiger Cub. Like in this in this world, having a Tiger Cub is worth more than money. So it, let's let's talk about that. So apparently the the cost the open market for I'm sorry the black market for for a Tiger <laughs> Cub only two thousand dollars. 
I think that this 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 Netflix doc or whatever the shit is was poorly poorly released with this uh, quarantine because we're about to get these stimulus checks. So I think this is giving people a lot of bad ideas. Like I feel like the the block might be flooded with the uh, tiger cubs in the next couple months. So if there's a spike in tiger related injuries, I, I blame Netflix and I hold them personally responsible. But also like the government at at that point early when this was happening did not really have any regulations for purchasing exotic cats. Like, how can you just go buy a tiger? Like so the government. So, so I have to, they lock up what some of those cough medicines to make meth with, but I can buy a 900 pound, what, what will become a 900 pound tiger without the blink of an eye from the government. Like what kind of sense does that make? I mean, it's illegal now, but at the time it's like, Nobody is. They were saying they bought like mountain lions out of the newspaper, and I'm just yeah, like, what? Like, America is a wild place. If you're not from America, listen to this. America is a wild ass place. Just buying tigers. Like, obviously, buy obviously, Florida would be involved. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot going on with this shit. So this does not like. The more I think about this show, this shit does not seem real. It like I feel like. At some point, someone's going to be like, oh, well, most of this stuff was planned. It was a plot. But they have all this video footage. They talk like someone dies and they talk to the, to his family. Like they're, they got jail calls. They got records. They got like uh, uh, police like interviews. Like they recorded so much stuff. This is yeah, man. He was oh. like, this is what this is like the downfall of like what happens when you document everything you do and everything you say all the time. Like he. It's a lot, and we and we glaze over the part is a part where it's talking about he records everything. Like clearly, and I was curious of how the one employee got to this point, but clearly one of his employees had their arm ripped off by a tiger yep. like, at work, and because she was so down with Joe Exotic, she didn't want the bad press to hurt the farm. That she was back to work seven days after they amputated her arm. Yeah, bruh, that's that's if somebody's if somebody's dog bites me. <laughs> I'm making the block hot dog. <laughs> like, we're, we're not having that. She would right hey, And then he was blaming her. He was like, she shouldn't have stuck her hand in the cage. This is gonna cost me a lot of money. And I'm just like There were so there were so many times I thought someone was gonna get their leg ripped off like by a tiger. I was like, they are way too close to these. They're way too comfortable with these tigers, man. Like these are still tigers and lions. Like, you gotta chill, man. It's this, I almost want to watch it again, honestly. I almost want to go back and rewatch it. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but when award season comes around, like Oscars, Emmys, whatever, even the Grammys, because he put, like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to listen to that. Was my next, that's my next, that is my next point. <laughs> we didn't even get to the part that Joe Exotic is like a, a country music, music singer. Dog, this dude's out here. This dude said he had what? 28 songs and 16 music videos to accompany them. Dudes out here dropping diss tracks. Diss track, like hella diss tracks. A diss track with the video to go with it. I'm like, yo, this is like the white people's Biggie versus Pac, man. Like, this shit is out of control. Like, this beef is real. Like, he made a diss track, spoiler alert, uh, the, the assumptions that Carol murdered her husband and had fed it to the tigers. And he made the diss video of a Carol lookalike Throwing oh, body parts God. into tiger cages for them to eat. 
and uh release this you know shout out to uh what is it big cat enterprise records or something like that. big cat entertainment, <laughs> big cat entertainment. <laughs> yo just, like Joe was out of control. you can go you can go to youtube and go to joe's out of tv his stuff is still up there you can go and watch his video this is crazy they're all still here like all of this stuff is here I didn't, wow, I'm about to, wow. I'm hey, about we, need to put some money, we need to put some money on Joe Exotic's books, man. I'm <laughs> saying, bro. I'm <laughs> saying. Up the, up. Hey, dude, did you get to, dude ran for governor. I haven't got that far yet. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what place he finished, but he finished pretty high. <laughs> I was like, what? Like I said, I tweeted out, only in America, you could be uh, raised as a professional cowboy and then grow up to own elephants and tigers, like, and then apparently run for governor. And almost went. What? You know, it's uh, you could truly do whatever you want to in uh, in America, but this know, show so. is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So if if you watched it, uh, let us know what you think. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. And let us know what you think. You have me at South Breeze seven oh six Marcus underscore Sniffles or AC three Savage on Twitter. Yes, sir. So we definitely don't want to give too many spoilers, but uh, definitely uh, check that out. But I think we can uh, start wrapping up. You guys don't have any other shout outs or anything y'all want to bring up. This happened this week during the uh, quarantine that's been popping off. Um, I think I, I feel like I need uh, Instagram to do a better job. And like when I, I click like the search button to see who's actually like going live. I mean, there's a few like I kind of want to see, but then like I don't always know who's doing it, and I kind of want to. Oh, your man's, your man's, the 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 top five greatest artists of all time is out here throwing out more heat checks on uh, Instagram. Oh like, yeah, so more heat checks. This is where that I think sounds terrible. This is where I think it it went from being organic to like now it's sponsored by Title. Title puts the videos on their site immediately afterwards. There's a playlist. Like, you mean to tell me, first of all, people thought that battle was a bit boring with Boy Wonder and Hit Boy. But then Drake, who's been in every comments of all these IG videos, <clears throat> all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, they play a a leaked Drake record or unreleased Drake record just to cop like that. Come on, man. That shit is hella planned, bro. And that shit didn't sound great. Like, people were like, oh, flame emojis, do a release Drake. Oh, my God, it's a movie. Like, no, it's not, bro. That shit sounds like regular Aubrey's Angels bullshit. Like, relax. And to keep it fair, I heard a snippet of some Kendrick shit. That shit didn't sound good either, so. You know, I, don't really like, I don't like snippets. I don't like leaks, because it's just like, either put it out or don't. And well, I, I feel like that was probably the Kendrick stuff might have been actually a real leak. You know what I'm saying? Like, Drake shit is like all fucking, it seems like it's all fucking planned. Like, contrived. Very forced. Like, hey, let's put this out here to get some buzz, and it's it's just not sticking. I don't know. It, yeah. I'm not a hater. I I think Drake makes excellent music, but I have higher standards for whatever this nonsense is putting yeah. out. But I, I if uh, I think I was trying to think of like who was a like producer that would get me to be like, all right, I'm going to their to this IG and I'm watching it live. I need to see Just Blaze go up against the Neptunes, not Pharrell, the Neptunes. I want I I'd watch that one. That's gonna be an L. That's gonna be an L. For who? Just Blaze. 
podcast. Probably. I've, I've said this before. Just Blaze is the Denzel Washington producers. He's a one trick, one trick pony. He's just Damn. extremely, extremely good at his one trick. That's all it is. Shout out to Patterson, New Jersey, but it is what it is. I only say that because I know Kanye West can't do it. Well, and and that's the interesting part. That's probably the only person <laughs> I would like to see. And with these quote unquote beat battles, like I don't like the format is stupid. Like <clears throat> I was talking to Pratt on Twitter. Follow him at uh, Project Pratt something something. You'll see him on our timeline. But anywho, I was like, yo, what's the criteria for these beat battles? He's like hits. I'm like, well, like if you can, you can just go through and look at somebody's discography and know who has the better catalog. If you're going to do a beat battle, like, I want to hear unreleased beats. Like, I'm pretty sure Kanye West has probably at least a decade of unreleased tracks he could play versus, like, a Pharrell or Just Blaze. Like, let us hear some new shit. You're not, like, why are we battling with your number one hit versus my number one hit? Like, that's not really a battle. That's more of a presentation, in my opinion. Or maybe you're, you're literally just making playlists. That's what you're, you're making a live playlist of stuff that we forgot we liked. Shout out to Doc CJ, who, who, who already has the playlist from, like, the Neo... Yeah. Johnson Austin battle that happened tonight. But uh I think I, I would actually like to see um a producer, like one of these major producers, like just make a beat from scratch from scratch live. Like just that's make the, that's the other that's the other idea. But I, the thing... not, not not battle anybody, but just like hey, I'm on IG Live, you know, I'm gonna make a beat. If it sounds good, then maybe I'll sell it or whatever. But if it sounds trash, then I'll just whatever. But I'd like to see like what's your process? What's your creative process to making this thing happen? Yeah, I'm more with the play some unreleased stuff. I guess the dream played a a version of Holy Grail with him instead of uh, Justin Timberlake. And from what I've heard, I got to listen to it. I heard it's actually pretty excellent. So, uh, yeah, shout out to shout out to them for kind of finding something to do with this time of the quarantine. Oh, uh, real quick. Last thing I got to say is uh, Cardi B, we need to get her the fuck up out of here. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with Cardi B. Dog. I got to block her the other day on Twitter because yeah, she posted some wild shit like I think her shtick is trying to get attention by any means necessary because the music it's not just like with Drake music isn't sticking for some reason. I don't know if the machine is not behind her anymore. I know the machine went behind Lizzo for a little while. She seemingly disappeared after she got her Grammy, but it's like, she puts out music. She put out a quote unquote freestyle. She's hinting that this music's coming out. She's been in movies. She's projected being big movies. And it's like, Nobody cares. Maybe it's just my timeline, but it seems like nobody cares. The last thing she did that really had me like, all right, man, you're out of here, is that she was accusing celebrities of being paid to say they had coronavirus. As, pe- as people are out here dying, like that, that's what we do. And she's like, I want to get some money too if that's the case. Like, I'm like, all right, man, I'm you out of here, dog. I can't. I cannot. Yeah, the the government was like. Who do we need to who do we need to pay to, you know, pretend like they have this virus? Oh, I know. Slim thug. That'll be the one that gets everybody like, okay. Like uh, like, you know, prayers up for Slim Thug because he actually does have it, but I doubt that the government was like, Who who's the person we need to pay to get them to say it? And it's like nah. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure Scarface wasn't paid for the government who's had previous bad health issues to get a virus that could literally kill him yeah pretty quickly so yeah. that, that's some real clown shit by cardi b I, I will say cardi b is probably not going to be going anywhere anytime soon just because i've I'd read some things about her her contract details and boy if you thought megan the stallion had it bad <laughs> i think i think cardi b might have it a little bit worse 
But we ain't talking about that. <laughs> yeah, so. They might have her on like a goddamn 720 deal or some shit. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, take another lap. <laughs> we need another one. <laughs> Oh, when, hey, when her when her official single drops, they are going to push the hell out of it. Oh my god, you don't even know. They're gonna get this money out of her. Believe that. Facts. So again, appreciate y'all for checking us out. If you're a new listener, appreciate you checking us out. Definitely share it with your friends. Drop review on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Uh yeah. Appreciate y'all rocking with us, this committee podcast. We out. Peace. <laughs>